Well, I woke up this morning to say to myself that I'm fine. As I looked out the window and I watched my life pass on by. And it mystifies me as to why I'm feeling this way. As my memories are shadows of something I just can't find. Leah Louis Chavez there. Leah's book, Mast Histories, is available now and goes into more detail about these incredible turtle shell masks. You're here with me, Rudy Bremer, for Away, Indigenous Art and Culture on RN. A few months ago, former Amanda frontman Paul Archie released his debut solo EP, Nowhere to Hide. You just heard a little of the title track. It was a six-track compilation straight from the heart, and its release marked the end of a 20-year hiatus from music and touring. Next month, Sydney Fringe Festival goers will have the opportunity to spend an evening with Paul as he blends music and storytelling to reflect on a life travelled through six decades. There will be songs that I'll perform off of uh, Nowhere to Hide, but there'll also be songs off of other um, releases that I've been involved with through a band called Amanda. But it's a lot of reflection in terms of, you know, growing up in a small town like Alice Springs. Um, and being immersed in culture, language, and country, and seeing the country change, you know, from being in heavy, severe drought, you know, through the 60s and 70s to um, the growth of the town. Over the last few months, you've performed at festivals like like Pachama in Alice Springs. You were also, I think, were at Darwin Festival. Yep. Right? Uh, yeah. Yep. And I did a support for our. Oh, Mr. Roach, you know, um, mm. at the Fringe Festival in Adelaide in, in April. So that was also very good because I hadn't seen him for so long. And it was just really, yeah, it was, it was, um, it's been really rewarding and working with different musicians and meeting different people and finding the challenge too of writing songs that, that I feel have relevance. So yeah, no, it's been good. This is a show that is, it's not just songs from Nowhere to Hide, although mm. that's definitely making up part of the yes. part of the set. Yes. Um, so you're drawing on these works that come from your six-decade-long career. How do yeah. you go about choosing the, the songs that you want to be able to reflect that, you know, a career that has that kind of breadth? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Obviously, I haven't been performing for six decades, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we won't go there, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, like it's it's just really interesting because a lot of the songs are got to do about you know living and as an Aboriginal person and and seeing things unfold, but then having you know a point of view in terms of what that looks like and and how you might feel about that. Um, but also, my mother's released a book called Nomad Girl. Um, mm. And it's about her her story. So, what I wanted to do was read extracts out of my mother's book, but then sing songs that are basically related to those extracts within that passage of the book that I might read, which basically tells a story about myself, but tells a story about my mother and her family and and the extended family. And it's all about family. It's all about connections. It's all about culture. 
um, but I do it in a contemporary sense about, you know, and sing, singing songs um, that have been basically written on a guitar. I, I like that you're clarifying that it's not necessarily six decades of, of performing. <laughs> but I do think that there's something in there about, you know, like our, we're not just our public selves. So it's it's interesting to hear you talk about the way that you're bringing these other elements of your your life and yourself, your family, yeah. um, and your country to the stage. Yeah, and fundamentally, it's storytelling, really. Mm. You know, and I think that's part of our who we are as people, um, who we are as Australians, but more importantly, who we are as Aboriginal people. Um, and it's that storytelling which we need to keep, you know, telling that story and. Um, you can do it in a traditional sense, you can do it in a contemporary, you know, you can do it in a modern sense, you know, you can do it in all different forms, you know, whether it's all different forms of the creative arts um, or it could be done in other elements that people feel comfortable with. But, you know, the story nonetheless needs to be told. Now, Paul, I know you've described your sound previously as Australian soul. I wondered if you could tell us a little about what that means and how, I guess, like how it speaks to you. Yeah, I think because, you know, I always get asked this question, you know, like, um, oh, what genre is your music? You know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, it's been impacted by so many different genres, you know, from jazz to blues to rock. You know, I listen to modern music even now, you know. I listen to, you know, R&B and, you know, hip-hop, you know, um, anything that's got to do with um, sound. Um, But then, you know, you as an individual then will actually interpret that and deliver it the way that you want to deliver it. And it's so easy to put people in little boxes. Oh, you know, that's country or that's R&B or this is this. And I thought to myself, well, no, we're singing about Australia and the soul part of it isn't what you might get out of America. You know, it's not about American soul. It's about the soul of who we are as Australians, you know, living in Australia, being on country, having our own language, having our own L-O-R-E and L-A-W, but it's all about that, and it's about the soul of us as being Australians. So that's why I term it Australian soul. You know, and all these artists that have gone before, you know, and that are currently playing now, Paul Kelly, you know, Mandawari um, Upinga, mm. uh, you know, um, Mr Roach, it's Australian soul, you know. It's about the music that comes from our heart, you know, from our country. I like this as a, as a genre. Like what value yeah. do you find in having – having a label or having a name for the kind of music that you're making? Oh, look, I think it's important. I mean, anything that you do, you know, you, you've got a brand. You know, Paul Archie is a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, so people come to hear me and hear my music, they know what they're going to get. You know, it's a, it's a style. It's a type of music. But a lot of it's got to do to how you deliver it. A lot of it's got to do around the vocal, you know, and the, and the intent and the sincerity and all of that that comes out in when you sing. Because from my point of view, being an Aboriginal male, you know, that whole um, song man, song gets passed through generations. And, um, you know, we all have that built into us from an early age um, about our ability to actually sing. Um, So I feel quite fortunate about that. And sometimes I rejoice in that and I feel happy about it because it's it's special. I know that Sydney Fringe are offering 
$5 mob ticks to make it more accessible for blackfellas to be able to see yeah. shows. As a performer, and, and particularly as an Aboriginal performer, mm-hmm. why is it important to you that it is easier for blackfellas to come to come to these art festivals and these performances? I sort of wholeheartedly agree with that, but I think it goes back the other way too. I think then it makes the honest upon me to make myself accessible to them, mm. you know, on their communities, you know. So, you know, a format that I can go and play, you know, in a, in a, in a, a community or uh, somewhere where, you know, um, you know, they can get access to me. Um, I know when I toured with the band, you know, we went to every remote community in the Northern Territory. So we were accessible. We'd take the music to the people, you know. Um, but in situations like the Fringe or other events that I might be playing at that are ticketed, you know, that's a different format. Um, but I think you can have all these different formats as long as you do make yourself accessible to go and play or do workshops or spend some time on community and talk to people. And I really like the idea of discussing, you know, talking mm. um, so that – People are asking you, what, you, what about the song you made? What do you want? You know, what, what's your thoughts around this song? And how did you go about writing the song? And because it's about transferring knowledge, um, and I think that that's what's really important. Um, when you're performing, you're performing, but when you get on community, you've got the opportunity then to sit down with people and have that discussion. You know, um, and then you're actually transferring knowledge. What's the one that people want most ask you about? Oh, they'll just ask me about more, more about um, storytelling and songwriting, you know, mm. um, and just about how do I go about it, you know, and, and um, um, so that's basically not so much more about what that particular song means because a lot of them got their own idea in terms of what that might mean to them, um, which I think is, is the only right way to do it because you shouldn't prescribe anything to anybody unless you're a doctor. <laughs> you know, or you got, or you got the credential to do that. I'm just a songwriter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to get sued. But um, you know, so I think that that's basically, you know, the the crux of it. It's really basically about how do you format things, and you know, how do you go through a process to get to um, arrive at the end of the destination, which is the completion of the song. You know, so so I think, and they're really good things to talk about. You know, because everyone has their different ways of doing stuff, and it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you get to the end of it and it's something that you're satisfied with. Singer-songwriter Paul Archie speaking with me about his show A Life Travelled Through Six Decades. You can catch Paul on stage at the Sydney Fringe Festival from the 6th to the 10th of September. And don't forget there are community tickets available for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. For more information about how to book the $5 mob ticks, contact the festival's box office. I'll also put a link on our show page. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.